Hi, Spring fans. Welcome to a beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Spring Developer Advocate Josh Long, and this show is all about the real heroes behind Spring and its ecosystem. Hi, Spring fans. Welcome to another installment of a beautiful podcast. How are you this fine 11th of January? I can't even believe it. We're already 11 days into the new year. It has gone by so terribly quick. And if I'm if I'm being honest with you, friends, uh, I'm still on vacation. Actually, this is uh, I'm I'm flying back today, uh, back to reality, back to life, which is wonderful, and I have no complaints. But <laughs> I'm still on vacation, and so when I say that time has flown by, uh, no exaggeration. In my mind, I'm still feeling like we're in uh, in that brief anticipatory period right before the Christmas holiday, and yet here we are, brand new year, new horizons, new outlook, new everything. Um, and it's just been wonderful. I'm, uh, I'm I'm sad to leave the French West Caribbean. It has been a a hoot, as they say. But um, all good things must come to an end, and with it, new things will begin. So I'm I'm okay. It's gonna be great, uh, friends. I'm actually I'm in. It's weird. I mean, I've been in Saint Martin or Saint Martin, which is the Dutch side, and uh, for the last week and some change. I've been in uh, St. Bartholomé, which is uh, uh, the Collectivité d'Autre-Mer, which is the outer sort of, it's just part of France, It's just, but they have a little bit more autonomy than, say, some other part of France, right, of, of, of mainland France, which is weird because it's, it's a few hours south of, uh, like, Florida, basically. I mean, I'm you know, it's um, I, I fly four hours to get to New Jersey and then I fly five hours to get to San Francisco. And yet I'm in France. I mean, everybody here speaks French and, uh, you know, it's it's just this very autonomous, very interesting little corner of the world. I, I didn't know that I could go to France both in Saint-Martin and here, uh, Saint-Bartholomé, uh, without actually leaving my, uh, basically, you know, uh, the America's time zones, right? I'm, I'm in the same time zone as parts of Brazil, uh, for example. I'm like one hour further east of New York uh, for time zone references, you know? And it's just been amazing. I mean, it's just such a beautiful little corner of the world. And, but yeah, it's France. I mean, I it's you can get all the good stuff, the good food, great nightlife, great... Uh, this is, but also contrarily, it's not snowing here. Quite the contrary, right? If you go to uh, Boston or New York or Philadelphia, there are people uh, digging themselves out from underneath snow. And yet here it's been 80 degrees Fahrenheit, which is t-shirt weather, you know, for those of you in the rest of the planet that are not in the United States using Celsius, you know. Um, good stuff. Really good stuff. Uh, it's just been an amazing, amazing, amazing adventure. But I am excited to get home, I tell you that. Um, this week has been a lot of fun. Did you all see the Spring Health Assessment Report? You should go check that out, Google it. It's, uh, it's out, it's live. People are doing cool things with it, and uh, we're obviously happy to have you try it out. It's just a way to sort of get feedback on the state of your application and uh, to see what things you might need to do and how they can be done. Uh, to better upgrade that application, right? It's a very, very useful tool that we at Broadcom just released. What else? A spring Shell. I think there's some new releases there. Some good stuff. But, you know, it's the beginning of the year. We've only got uh, upwards ahead of us, right? There's nowhere to go but up from here. My friend, um, I also just put out a video 
on uh, Spring Data JDBC. Spring Data JDBC is my, uh, it's a Spring Tips video, by the way. Check out, you know, the usual place, uh, springsource.org, uh, not Spring, uh, Springsource Dev on YouTube, right? And there's a Spring Tips playlist in there where I will be, as often as I can, publishing a video, usually every week, but who knows. Um, and this video looks at Spring Data JDBC, the long uh, awaited video on Spring Data JDBC. I love uh, Spring Data JDBC because it is my hypothesis um, that barring particular complexity, uh, such as you might find in a very large integration project in a large organization, there's no real need for the runtime robustness and weight of something like JPA, right? There are uh, a good many alternatives, certainly, to deal with that complexity, but especially in the smaller sort of niches of uh, of applications, which I think are um, pleasantly the, the 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 default, right? Especially as we move to microservices and so on. In those um, sort of verticals where you're just trying to integrate small to medium uh, sort of uh, database. Uh, tables and, and so on. There are things like MyBetis, which about which I've spoken endlessly, and Java OQ, about which I've spoken endlessly, and Spring Data JDBC that do, I think, a much better job to cater to those use cases. Now, again, if you have a thousand tables and they all connect to each other in weird circular ways and, and all that, then yeah, by all means, please use JPA, you know? Um, but uh, for anything short of that, I think you're probably better off, at least me, at least I'm better off, uh, just using something like Spring Data JDBC or MyBetis or Java OQ, you know, all these things are really, really, really powerful. Um, and I just put out a video there. And um, I got to tell you, some people do not like the idea that you can't just uh, one size fits all JPA. Uh, but, um, you know, I just don't, I don't know if the complexity is worth it. Um, JPA is fine. Hibernate's fine. Use it if you need it. PR cast, it works just fine. We have Spring Data JPA. It's been there for years. Um, but and actually, if uh, you know the the repository concept in Spring Data, um, the interface based repositories that originated as a project called Project Hades by our very own Oliver Dropbaum, um, and this project was then sort of that work was then folded into Spring Data itself, right? So when you look at those interface-based repositories, you know, CRUD repository and JPA repository, all of that started as a third-party project to support the use cases of JPA, right? Uh, and then we, you know, uh, expanded it to support something like uh, MongoDB or Neo4j or whatever. And that's the support that you know about and uh, know, have no doubt used uh, these days, right? So we, JPA is fine. Absolutely, go ahead and use it. I just, I really think Spring Data JDBC gives you a lot for the buck. It's just really efficient, really nice. So check out that video, will, will you? I appreciate it. Um, friends, you know what else you might want to check out? Uh, sort of orthogonal to data, but certainly an important concern in that same sphere uh, is um, some of the open source projects coming out of Apache uh, and particularly around monitoring and databases. And so uh, to that end, today we have a very special set of guests, two different guests. This is kind of an interesting conversation. I had uh, Sheng Wu and um, Trista Pan uh, at my home, actually, in San Francisco, um, not too long ago. We had a great discussion about the two projects on which they are sort of leads and contributors and founders and so on. The first of which is Apache Skywalking, which is a an observability platform, one-stop shop uh, for observability. And the other is uh, Apache 
sharding sphere, right? Uh, and so the first of uh, first one is for observability. The second is how do you um, implement sort of shard capable sharding capable databases, right? Uh, and uh, it's just a, they're very interesting projects that are not related to each other, um, but these uh, these two people happen to be um, in town from uh, China, and it was just a really great chance to talk to two luminaries from the Apache space, uh, and uh, and to learn about their great projects. So this this might be a little bit of an odd interview. I I certainly learned a ton. Some of it was demo, but uh, we did a, we did as good a job as we could to narrate to describe to articulate what we were seeing on screen so that you would be uh okay for the listener listening experience so enjoy my friends as always and uh, as always we'll see you next week okay have a great great weekend Oh, good. Hi, everybody. Uh, we made it. Look at that. Uh, so we are here. Uh, there we go. Good. So we got people on the on the on the uh, in the chat already saying hi. So good morning. Uh, hello. Good afternoon. Good evening. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hello. Good afternoon. Exactly. Yeah. Looks like Josh is grabbing his coffee. That's exactly right. Actually, there's a little bit of I/O that has to happen before every show. This is input, and I went to the bathroom, so that's output. Uh, and uh, yeah, so anyway, I'm here. I'm joined by that. That's Sean. Yeah. And and that's Trista. Then. And it's it's on the screen in front of me. I'm looking at ourselves. It's the other way around. So so <laughs> yeah. So hi everybody. Um, do you want to introduce yourselves? Yeah. 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 Ladies first. Yeah. Hello everyone. This is Trista. Uh, now I'm the Sphere ES co-founder and CTO, but um, today we will talk more about one of the uh, Apache Software Foundation project, that is Apache Sharing Sphere. So I'm the maintainer and the PMC of that's the project. So next to everyone, hello. Uh, hi, uh, I'm Shen. I'm from a US company called Tetrate, uh, which is a service mesh company. So that's basically my daily work case. And also, I'm created Apache Skywalking like eight years ago. Wow. So, majorly works on observability for a decade. And uh, I hope I have more chance to share what we are experienced and suffered and what builds for the observability. I sure hope so too. I'm very excited you're both here. You're actually uh, you're you're visiting yeah. uh, San Francisco, which is where I live. Uh, and I'm so grateful that you like. We got to hang out. I was yeah. uh, you and I have talked a little bit over I don't know more than a, more than a few years now, yeah. and, and uh, this is our first time meeting in person. I was I promised these very kind, nice people that I would show them around San Francisco. But before I did that, I was like, we have to do a live stream, and I made them work, even though I promised them free time uh, because I'm a bad person. So <laughs> and they're doing it. so they're here to help all of you and help me understand all the cool stuff they're doing. You are both working on. Well, first of all, you, you mentioned Tetrate. Mm -hmm. uh, I am a big fan, obviously, Thank uh, you. because I, I love the people that work there. And I know that good people, you know, I don't, I don't even have to understand the technology. Mm -hmm. If I know that I understand and trust the people, then I trust the technology will be okay too, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, you've got some amazing people there. Right? Yeah, you've got yeah. yourself, mm -hmm. of course. Mm -hmm. um, but there's also, you had a, a, a gentleman named Brian Dussault, yeah, to whom uh, I owe my career. Right, he is uh, one of the 
most important people in my life ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and then of course you've got uh, Adrian mm-hmm. uh, Cole, just another yeah. amazing legendary person in the open yeah. source community, also former Spring Team yeah. uh, as well. And you're yeah. just an amazing group. So what is it exactly that TechRate does? Yeah, it's like it's super divided, uh, like global company. Yeah. It's like you are meeting the talents from uh, from the most east, from Japan, right, and mm-hmm. to the whole U.S. West. <laughs> so you have talents from globally. Yeah. And uh, it's 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 like a challenge with what with talents. It's like you you have to learn how all of these people works. Mm-hmm. Right. Everyone has different walkthroughs. And time zone is one thing. Mm-hmm. Is like you you are hard to do a online meeting. Right. Um, you have, but the, the good thing is most of the trend is is from open source. Right. So we are good at text communication Ooh. to async, and we are taking offsite from time to time. Right. So that's the, basically why uh, I'm here right now. Uh-huh. Like tomorrow, I'm going to meet others uh, in the town to mm-hmm. to think like a quarter once, so we can have more catch up. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a this is a thing. If you want to talk and build a high qualified interest, interest, right? Then you need to connect with global talents, uh-huh. right. people, engineer. There are matters for what you are building. Yeah. And we had the same thing in the spring team when the pandemic arrived. Everybody else had trouble to learn how to work remote, but mm-hmm. we are all distributed, so we always. It was not a big. I mean, the pandemic was terrible. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. But I'm saying when it comes to work, nothing changed for us. Um, so what does TechRate do besides hire very smart people to work asynchronously mm-hmm. and through text messages? Mm-hmm. So so basically we are doing the, the sales mesh. We are first from first engineer who create uh, the gRPC from uh, Istio. We are we are building peer-to-peer connection controllable. So once you from the access to the gateway to the service to services, they are managed, observed. And secure because we are controlling all of the L7 traffic. Mm-hmm. We can understand how the HTTP gRPC works, and we can roll that. Mm-hmm. We can observe that. We can set up authentication uh, TLS uh, without touching your codes. Wow. Okay. I like I like the idea of a service mesh. Those are really interesting. Uh, I also you have uh, it's not just a service mesh. I you have a is it a I mean, I, I've heard some about WebAssembly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, WebAssembly is a very ahead of time tech. Mm-hmm. It's very early stage. Sure. Uh, we love that because it brings the uh, new possibility to uh, a static language compile things to be dynamic. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. C++, Rust, finally they have a chance to... Oh, is that why you have Golang and C-Lion? Yeah, yeah, up yeah, on your... yeah, we have... All of that. native code. Yeah, yeah. But WebAssembly brings us this kind of opportunity. And the other thing we are trying to resolve is finally there is a time we can build a dynamic plugin to a database. Huh. Usually the database is totally static. Right. You can have thousands, even hundreds of thousands configuration to control the behavior. And it cannot inject codes. Mm-hmm. So WebAssembly, which Golan and Rust C++ friendly finally get a chance if you want to customize some process right you can do that and you can eventually get that works and dynamically plug into your codes so you're trying to hack 
databases. I we did are, it. Okay, good. Yeah, we are, we, are, we are building a database <laughs> and trying to hack that. Yes, I get it now. Ah, evil, evil, evil secret plot. No, that's really cool. I mean, that is really cool. I am. Uh, I I cannot wait to see. So where do so where do people go to find out more about Tedric? Like, is there a website they should know about? Yeah, yeah. So uh, Tedric.io is the place you can learn what we are doing, mm -hmm. or you can learn what is still this doing. Okay. Yes, there is a. There's a chat powered by ChatGPT is about learning how to do Istio. And uh -huh. currently, if you are go to the identification uh, to certification from the CNCF about Istio, right? Uh, it came from the trade. <laughs> yeah, it's the RSP, uh, the trade Istio training session. And right now, it's actually uh, the CNCF training session. Oh wow! Yeah, we donated that several months ago. Now you can have that on the CNCF website. Wonderful. Okay, and then Trista, what about you? What's your company? Yeah, my company is named Sophie. Yes, actually, we're just based on our uh, one of the open source projects and to do our commercial parts. And in the open source project that I cited at the beginning, it's the Apache sharding Sophia. Actually, it's around the distributed or data sharding. That's the part of that, especially right. on the PostgreSQL and uh, MySQL. Yes. And probably, yes, Postgres was popular and people love it. I love it. Yeah. I love but, it so much. Seriously. Yes. yes. I, did, I even did a video. My, one of my first videos on this channel was about distributed messaging, like PubSub with oh, Postgres, you know? Oh, that's, 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 you can do so many amazing things. Anyway, go on. Yes, yes. So uh, actually now people will found that Postgres is so good. And how about in the future if we want to... We have, um, um, for example, the PBs data or TBs data, and we hope that Postgres can support the, the skewing and skew out that yeah. stuff. So that's why we create our open source project, Sharding Sphere. Sharding means Sharding Sphere. Yeah, Sharding Sphere. So Sharding means it can share your data and distribute the in different the Postgres cluster. Yeah. So yeah. so. Um... I understand, and you understand. Mm -hmm. Just in case, when we say when we say sharding, mm -hmm. the idea is you've got like a million rows, and you don't want to put well, or a billion, yeah. and you don't want to handle all of it in the same database. Yeah. So you divide it. Maybe you put two hundred thousand on node one. Yeah. Another two hundred thousand on node two, and, and then do that across all five nodes. Is that, yes. Is that the idea? Yes, that's exact idea. And you can do that in application code, mm -hmm. but that means you have to change your queries and you have to understand how to divide things. Or is it possible to do it transparently yeah, in the engine? Yeah, that's all of the transparent for an uh, engineer. So for the application, they will just think, of, oh, there is the unlimited capability PostgreSQL cluster. And they can just let your application visit our proxy or our driver, and our driver will handle everything. Data sharding or rewrite oh. something, route your SQL and SQL load balance all stuff. So for our uh, application, they think that everything is transparent. There is a single global unlimited PostgreSQL cluster. Right. Yes. So <clears throat> is there, what about transactions and? Uh... Oh, perfect <laughs> question. And currently, if it's the sharding databases, so we just adopt the, um, that's the based transaction model. That means we use the XA, that's a protocol to guarantee or uh, or transaction. Right. But I have to say that it's not the most strict strict 
street the transaction. Okay. So sometimes there will have we call this the the soft state and high um or the final consist transaction model. Okay. Yes. The way you that so I have to it has the props and counts because you share your data and you have the scalability of your database cluster. But maybe and currently we provide a um, non-strict transaction model. It's a soft one. Yes. Okay. And you mentioned XA. Who who is providing the XA transaction manager? Is that shipped? It, it's our it's our proxy. Our proxy will uh, they uh, build in the transaction manager, the distribute transaction manager, and for for our uh, uh, engineer or any user, they think that they use the local transaction, but actually it's us to handle the right. the XA protocols. But but I mean for the XA implementation mm -hmm. behind the scenes in the proxy, uh -huh. is that like an Apache project or is that? Oh uh, yeah, it's the Narayana. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Narayana is good. Yes, from, from Red Hat. Yes, uh, JBoss. Okay, very good. Because there's like Atomicos, there's Bitronics, there's oh yeah, Atomico of, or yeah. Narayana. Yes. Um. Okay. Good. So, oh, very, very interesting. We'll talk about all this. So, the name of the company that you work at, and where can people find this? What's the website? Yeah, it's the sphereex.com. So S P H E R E E X. Uh, yes, S P H E R E E X dot com. Sphereex. Okay. Yes. Fantastic. Okay, good. So now let's dive into it. I, I want to see this stuff as much as I can. Um, uh, let's I don't know, let's go back to you for a second. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Apache Skywalking project is an Apache project. By the way, you, you mentioned you're working on this for eight years. Yeah. Uh, like how long before, like how did, why? Like why did you start the project? Why not just play? Because you know what You know what happened eight years ago? Mm -hmm. Let me think about this. Uh, that was 2014. People were doing the Harlem Shake, mm -hmm. and they had the ALS Bucket Challenge, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, President Obama was still in office. It was a very long time ago. Uh -huh. yeah. um, no, 2015, I guess. But yeah, it's still a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> and so you had choices back then. You could have like went to bed, or maybe had a had had some tea or something, or uh, or or I don't know, maybe go outside yeah. and run and ride your bicycle. <laughs> why would you instead of doing those nice things? Why would you set yourself set yourself up for eight years of work? Uh, it's, if we are back to speaking about the topics, it's like 10 years ago. Oh. It's, <laughs> it's like the fights between Forever. vendors. Yeah. I was in a project group yeah. from like eight companies. Yeah. We provide services for the China uh, Unicom, the uh, top telecom company. Okay. And that's the first time when the microservice just came in mm -hmm. and we are trying to build a distributed system from eight vendors. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine like every time someone click mm -hmm. and something goes wrong, people are going to point their fingers to others. This mm -hmm. is the consensus problem that she is fighting with her distributed Narayana transaction manager. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So back there we have two years fights. And finally we get the system online but all of us are not happy <laughs> and suffering. So, and we are keeping face like our incoming customers are going to choose the same path. Okay. So when we have time, we are thinking whether there's a chance we can build a system to be the judge, to be who could detect 
measure and find out who is the responsibility to blame. Right. Mm-hmm. Actually, this is a blaming system. <laughs> We're trying to avoid all of the obvious stuff. Say right. you are wrong. So go back to fix your system, and then we can have everything back in online. So that is actually how we have these initiative uh, ideas. Mm-hmm. But it's not a company level official project. Right. It's, it's like a project I was just in mind and we want to do. So uh, we have. I have two friends aside of me, and they think we have some time. Yeah. And let's try either get some prototype to make things work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we take 10 months and mm-hmm. finally we have the first version. Mm-hmm. Barely works because at that moment, all of the APM things, all of the, let's say we started from the Java agents, all of that, this never works for open source. No. It's all from big vendors at that time, URA, Gap Dynamic, all of that right. big vendors. They they provide very good solutions. Yeah. But how we could do that without any help from existing systems. So we are, we are trying to figure that out. So that's how all of the things begins. And mm-hmm. we take like four years for nothing to produce no one sponsor that, no one pay attention on that. We just take that maybe one or two hours per day mm-hmm. and oh. three or four hours on the weekends trying oh. to work that since step by step. Mm-hmm. So from the V1 to version uh, 3.2.6, that's the only version we are going to public. Oh. That's the first time we are going to a conference to do a presentation to say we have a project. Oh. Right. It's finally good enough to demonstrate to see the systems actually works with Java agent, the agency instrumentation, and 100% sampling wow. for the trace. This is important. The 100% sampling is very unique. Yeah. A lot of systems for telemetry, for distributed tracing, for mm-hmm. whatever, they have uh, they, they capture a small percentage. Yeah, because all of the idea yeah, behind the, the distributed tracing is from the Google Denver paper. Right. Mm-hmm. So in that paper, they explicitly saying it's 100% sampling, maybe not practical right. in mm. the practice. But well, because you're what, and the reason they said that is because it means you have to have the ability to handle twice the load of your system. So yeah. if you have a million requests per hour or whatever, then you have to have yeah. support two million, basically. Yes. Yeah, so we have to deal it out and test out at least for. Maybe not for all of the infrastructure systems, right. but if this works for business logical application, like if you are less than uh, 5,000 RPS, right. you should be fine. You should be safe. We right. can take that mostly 10% overhead to yeah. monitoring all of the in and out traffics mm-hmm. in your system and get 100% sampling, get metrics, topology, uh, API dependency, all of that. Even yeah. you access the database and we can get the database performance measures from the client side. Wow. So you can have all of it. And you just need to install the agent and everything is out of the box. You didn't change your codes at too many things. And if you are have concern, you can remove that at the moment you want. Well, what's the people feedback about your first release? Happy about that? Wow, it's, it's a new star. It's, it's, more, it's, it's, it's more like uh, that, that question. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, well, I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to see. So 
this is let's pretend it's another conference. Can we see like it in action? Yeah, yeah, we we can. Okay, so add your screen there, and I'll I'll share it. But close Slack, close anything you don't want people to see. Yeah, remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. you are live. Yeah. Let's change it. Yes. Close everything. <laughs> Do not close our YouTube stream. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna add you. So now you're added to the screen. You can share your screen. You've muted yourself there. I think on the right you can share the whole screen. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Becoming? Yes. Okay. okay. I'll come. Mm -hmm. Honey. Yes. No. Oh, 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 it's, uh, sorry. It's so, yeah. it's my fault. Oh, wow. Okay. So, okay. Picture in picture. Wait, I should actually show the comments too. <laughs> if you have questions, friends, now is the time to ask. We have uh, the lead of a project all about telemetry. Yeah, so the currently we have a very complex system. I never know the system will come to this one. We even started with a project called the Marketplace. It's listed all of the function we have to support what data source we could monitor. So right now I'm going to represent like the similar things, like this from the easy part, this from the agent. That's how the system works from the beginning. So if these all of the services are automatically detected. So this is your, this is a demo of Apache Skywalking. This is a demo. You've got of, it running in the cloud somewhere. Yeah, we are, we, are, we are running on cloud. There is a bunch of services, distributed services running at there. Okay. Is, at this page is agent installed. It. Okay. So there is, there's a Java agent. Yeah. There is a Golang agent. There is a Python Node.js agent running at there. What about Rust? That's what everybody's doinging. Uh, <laughs> in this demo, no. That's so for the Rust, we have the SDK to support that. Okay, and, naturally. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of the Rust, it's actually when you are using the Skywalking PHP agent, actually you are using the Rust agent. Oh, thank God. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a Rust environment. <laughs> but, but it's important to remember, just don't use PHP. No. Just don't use it. Don't, don't think about it. Tell your friends to stop. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is it's almost 2024. Yeah, it's, there's it's, no reason to ever use <laughs> PHP ever. Yeah. Anyway. So this is the services you are running. The first thing you want to see is how your system calling each other. Whoa, mm. oh, it's pretty. Yeah. So this is automatically detected, automatically layout to based on the traffic. So every time to, on the left side is either from outside of your cluster. If right. you have a service outside the cluster, you will be have a cube named the user to go inside. But in here, there isn't because we also instrument your browser. The UI actually is running in a browser. You have a browser agent. So oh, you have a JavaScript calling the front end gateway. So we instrument from that place. So you can see from the right to the left, there is a UI calling the front end gateway, from application, from internal gateway, from other applications. <laughs> that's that's how the demonstrates works. But what's on the left side is the busiest services. Right. They have most traffic, <clears throat> they have maybe the bottleneck. So it's on the left, as you are seeing. So you can 
type into any services you want. So like, wait, so is that my public IP? Uh, yeah, this is actually not oh, a topic. That's a same queue because that's different. Not yeah, uh, yeah, we are we are we are mocking that. So, question is skywalking just for cloud? Asks Emin. Uh, for cloud, you mean? Does it run? Can you? It's a it's Apache, so you can run it on premise, right? Yeah, it's, it's on prem. It's also on cloud. You are on Kubernetes. You are just purely on operating system. So, I can run it in a virtual machine yeah, on Windows in 2002. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's works. Once you have the JVM, you have uh, you have a host, you can run it. Actually, this, this thing is running on the Kubernetes because we just want that easier, sure. but you can do anything you want. And is there a Kubernetes operator or how do you, is it just a... Yeah, we have a Helm, Helm and uh, operator. Perfect. Okay, so what's the difference? Yeah, yeah. And for the Helm, it's like easier to deploy. Sure. Uh, for the operator is majorly for two things. One is scaling, right? Because it has an adapter to scaling at your request. Based, so can you do it based on telemetry data? Uh, yeah, for based on if you have more data, you need to scale in the backends. Right. And the backends of Skywalking will be automatically scaling. That's what I was gonna I was gonna say. It would be a shame if you didn't yeah, you yeah, have we, telemetry data. Yeah, we have telemetry data, so so we can do that. And the other thing is we are going to do the dynamic uh, agent injection. So which means you have Java services, right? Which could attach the agent when it's booting. So the operator will be monitoring all of your ports when they come online with some size, some annotation says Java agent enable true. And this operator will automatically inject the sidecar to your application services in Java and make sure the Java agent is automatically installed. And all of the configuration will be out of box, so wait, you have, <clears throat> have the services. Name. Wait, that's so. Isn't Java getting rid of that ability uh, to dynamically dynamically agents? Yeah, yeah, dynamic agents for the latest Java twenty one is. Will cause a it's warning. deprecated. Yeah, it's deprecated. It's called a warning, but it's not our thing. Oh. Our sidecar is not dynamically attached. It's at your booting stage. Okay. So you you only have that like you didn't need to build customer image, right? You or build your whole uh, change your whole pipeline to say I want the Skyworking agent install it. I see. I just need a simple operator to say please inject all of these services have annotation and voila, it works. Okay. Yeah, cool. that, that's that's the thing. So, but currently, this injector only for Java. Okay. And we are planning to work for Python, but it's maybe answer for that because other languages they give or take and change a little to the original codes. Right. And so it's not works anymore. And for these services, let's continue on that. So mm -hmm. when you jump to a services, let's hope it's quick enough. Wow. Okay. Is you can have all of the things you need. Service of performance, yeah. Mm -hmm. This dashboard, just for my own, what is it? Is it React or Angular or what is the web page it's, that we're looking at? Ah, uh, you mean the text end? Yeah, for the web page, just the front end. I think it's really, really, it's a view. view? Yeah, it's I love view. Yes, yes okay. it's front of view. And Evan, you. Yeah, and it's customized. Yeah. It's, you can configure that. Sure. It's, it's, it's totally uh, up to you. So you can have all of that. You can have all of the different, this is from the different ports. 
which how many services you uh, how many ports you deploy for this kind of logical services mm -hmm. and you can dive in you can have metrics for every ports and and you also have all of the metrics you need because currently you will see these ports is maybe not active because and active a little because we we are we are triggering some reports intentionally we are we are trying to trigger a lot yeah so so when we have that we we, we get rid of it and then we are back we can have endpoints endpoint is a is a special or legacy name currently maybe people like that called uh api metrics right so but we used to call that endpoint so we keep that and that is thing is is uh totally uh Different is you can see an API dependency. <laughs> that's that's the benefits when you have all of the let's say agents. Right. When you see the whole picture, you see the whole picture of which API is calling and what is the metrics. If you want to, you even could dive in to see which traffic, what the payload to one API logically depends on the other API. Right, it's not at client or server side. It's like the the first uh, the upstream uh, API with downstream API dependency. The totally okay. logic because of the tracing is connected, so we can analyze and get all of this. Yes, it's it's the same. So the other thing for all of the things is always about topology. That is the topology like the PRS, but uh, it's specifically EBPF profiling. So you can actually hook into the kernel. Uh, yes. Oh wow! Yeah, it's, it's a it's a little crazy things built by the communities. Like right. yeah, we have the tracing. That's not. Oh, that's great! Look yeah. at that, beautiful. Yeah, that's that's a tracing. That's that's common, right? Wow. So what happens if I click on one of those spans? If you, you can, can, oh, you oh. get the things up. Oh, wow. Yeah, and Some detail. yeah, it's it's like, but you also people provide more crazy things. It's like, whoa! You can have this. Wow. <laughs> what is that tree? So what am I? Wow! You can have the dependency, the, the real graph of your distributed system, Ooh. and that's 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 a crazy part. And if you want to highlight something, you highlight something. Yeah, you highlight the slowest, or you can have the things have most of the childrens. The most childrens means if you have many spans uh, for your upstream, yeah, most likely you are slow. Or impact, right? So, so that's that's how simple. So if that thing disappears, and a lot of other services are yeah, yeah. And there's a traditional one. If you want a table, so that's a table. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this one, but some people like. <laughs> and uh, the last one, uh, statistic. So this is the trace specific statistic. How many things you are invoked? How many times it takes? And what is the what is your dependency takes or your takes is uh, uh, entry means you are you are you are incoming traffic handler or you are a client as an exit. So, so this is the expense. And if you back to all of that things, actually you can export an image if you want. <laughs> and also well, you can save it as like yeah, you can save that. you can save that. Okay. Wow. Yeah, this, this export image is save all of this trace as mm -hmm. an image if you want that. Oh, can you is it possible to embed just one chart or graph in another website? Uh, for, for for this page, you can't, but if you are going to for the metrics page, you yeah. can. So I can take one of those pictures. 
and then export yeah. it so I can put it there's on the screen. There's, there's a menu called Generated Link. Uh -huh. Once you have this link, also you can choose whether you want to lock the time or want to, you want to discharge can flow with the time. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you can do that. Imagine like a system status overview page on a Yeah, because on then you will generally have this kind of metrics. So if you open that, should works. Ah, another great question. What size of service mesh would you recommend to use Apache Skywalking on? Is there a recommended minimum size? Oh, let's, uh, let's get over to the Istio service mesh installator because we are going to offer what can do for the mesh okay. later. So uh, let's finish all that. So, and for, because of where I have trace, so we have the metrics. We are going to do association. So there is a peak right there. Mm -hmm. You want to see, first thing, is all of these metrics associated have the peak. Okay. So we are going to provide the link. Wow. Starting all of the charts at this time point will be connected together no matter how they lay out in the graph. And you will see the peak is somehow logically connected. And if you want to dive in with a relative trace, you can pop up. At the specific point, at the specific region. Why this, how did this trace get filtered? It's like, this is FDEX. So generally it's about slow access right. or error. Okay. So the slow access, because this of query or based on slow access and for the slowest to the quicker. So this is the one. And you can change to the status also. Okay, there's no error states of this access. So which means all of the FDEX peak is caused by the duration. Nice. So you can have all of that. Also, we are following with that. So there is a two providing. Sometimes it's maybe a little annoying. It's with time. Trace profiling is a thing from agents. So agent, you have JVM control. You can provide some specific trace ID. So once you find some access is slow, you can begin to profile that specific thread. Can strap that. That's how things works. Wow. Yeah. And ABPF is, we know that it's not that Java friendly. No, not yet. So ABPF is for the other kind of use case who are using Golan, versus Rust. Uh, if it's ABPF providing available, you can use EP providing to dynamically attach to your process and get your heat map. That's, that's the other thing. It, for those of you wondering, eBPF is sort of like a, um, Solaris D-Trace yeah. for Linux. It's uh, I even had a guest on my podcast like five years ago. You might go through the beautiful podcast archives and, uh, oh gosh, I, could, I wish I could remember the name. But anyway, it's really cool stuff. Anyway, I'm sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah. So so the eBPF here is, is more like providing your process, like it's on CPU causing, off CPU switching, how right. the CPU load is. It's, and the more things when we talk, are going to talk about ABPF providing on the service mesh or on Kubernetes, right. it's more like they're more about network providing. We are going to provide in the network. So when you talk about providing, it's like a tricky points. When you have the trace, we have already traced all of the same. Right. But for language agents, we never would collect, like say, HTTP, header, body, is like too much payload. Right. 
But for EPPL profiling, we will have a concept in the skywalking called span attached events. Hmm. It's like we know the HTTP header, so we have the connection. Right. Then we can have the data connected from EPPL connected HTTP body, HTTP header, and connect that to the trace. So you would have all of the things associated. For the logs, is is let's find out which services have the log. Oh, this one. Oh, for the logs, it's like you can use agent to to connect logs, or you have log inputs uh, outputted into your biosystem. You have fluids, you have fluids or something wow. to collect the logs. And if these things are somehow associated with a, uh, with trace, yeah, you can connect back. Okay. So you can connect the log low text to your trace. That's wow. basically how you want to diagnose all the real system how it works. Right. So can we switch gears here for a second? Mm -hmm. What does it look like to, well, from an application developer's perspective? Let's say mm -hmm. somebody was using all. Java and uh, I don't know Spring. What, yeah. what does that look like for somebody who wants to get started? You don't have to actually do it, but wh where do is there an integration? What's the easiest way to go? Uh, for for Spring, there is a first two ways actually. One is let's say you are very Spring native developer, so you can have the all of the observability from the, the Spring micrometer APIs. Okay. When everything you have there, you can set up the integration to say, I want to bound the skywalking with your Spring application. And okay. all that from trace, from metrics, it will ships from there and to skywalking backends out of the box and with an agent installed it. And the other thing is, you want to a very complex hybrid system, something yeah. in Spring, maybe Spring MVC or something, and gather natively with your codes. You can have the agent with a lot of providing native Skywalking plugin. So if you want that plugin, there is a very long list. If if you want to do, let's say in Java, so you can have cool. yeah, it's a it's a long list. If you want to check, let's say first plugin is here. It's like supported middleware. Uh, tracing and even metrics is a very, very long list. Nice. It's various version already tested and provide the test use case on Rocket Yeah, all of that. And I saw Sharding Sphere as well. Sharding Sphere as well, and Jetis, Elastic, all of that. Nice. Yeah, oh, even so all of what you can imagine, that I think that's most likely will will be there. That's amazing. So, and for the meter, it's, it's, it's like, uh, this is a, a side part of the projecting. Like there's a lot of thread pool. There's some scheduler in there, so we're natively monitoring the metrics. Also for the JVM, this auto box, right? And what you are using for the GC, for the threads, for all of that uh, metadata. You support my betas. I love my betas. That's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My betas is everywhere. Yeah, I, I'm I, double Alibaba. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's about that. And and most of these things, I would be honest, is from their original. Others. It's not maintained simply by uh, Skywalking's sure. maintainer team. It's, it's impossible. Yeah, it's, yeah, of course. It's impossible. So they're there from there. So, uh, but we are try our best to provide your 
let's say, test cases. Mm -hmm. So it's always hard to say why you are saying you support this framework, but actually in my use case, you are not. Right. But community cannot afford all of the debug because actually most of the codes are private. Right. Open source, from open source perspective. So at Skywalking Java, you, you always can find these oh, exactly. very huge folders. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's, I don't know how many cases are there. It's maybe like a hundred or, or more. And all the codes are there, how we test it. Wow. And more importantly, you can know the version. So you know what worked? What version, how we write codes are all there. And how these things get verified because we have the expected data. So this actually how we verify the case. We verify how the spans look like. So even your, your promises of compatibility are observable. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. So if you are facing some kind of impact or some kind of unpredictable behavior, you can change change your codes, or you can compare at least your codes with this. So this, I mean, this is really, really cool. Uh, is there a company out there that uh, will support me? Like, I, it's, what you have given me here is confidence that if there's something wrong, I could probably fix it by myself. Yeah. But what if I can't? Is uh, there somebody I could pay to help me with this? Yeah. Tetrain is, is, is offering all of the help for if you are using Skywalking, even that this is not our first agenda for our business, but right. we, are, we are trying our best if you want to get some commercial supports, especially if you are agent, social mesh or hybrid, then we are happy to help. Okay, so T-E-T-R-A-T-E.io. -E yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. amazing. Is there anything else we should see? Yeah, there's one more thing is I want to, because someone was asking about social mesh. Right. So for the mesh, it's like you will see all of the things again. The topology, service performance, and also because of the mesh, you will have zipkin. Yeah. <laughs> zipkin lens will be there if you want to that. Because I want to mention that uh, if you use zipkin, then the topology will not get out from any trace like the agents. But in the mesh case, it's more practical because you, you will see that there's still another this is another deployment. Oh, wow. So you can have the mesh. And all of that based on the service mesh access log services. We are shipping all of the access log services from Envoy to our backends. Wow. Then you have everything. You don't need to config any configuration. You just need the pointer, your access log backends to the scaling, and then all of these are out of box. So this should be the thing you are you are you are looking for. And speaking of the scale, I would say for the skywalking, once you have the service mesh deployed, you could have that because we could use very uh, low resources if you want to skywalking just running with some, let's say, Postgre. Mm -hmm. This works. Yeah. If you want to upgrade, you have choice. You can have Shadis here, you can have uh, Aurora. If you want to keep in the SQL database, or you can move ahead, you can go into Elastic or OpenSearch. Yeah. That, that's also practical. And the third thing is this more, more challenging work we are, we are doing in the last year and this year is we are going, we, we are building a new project called BayanDB. What is it? BayanDB. Bayan is a tree. 
<laughs> actually we've been named that, is a sub-project on the Skywalking umbrella. So you can find the projects here. It's a database. Oh, Banyan, which word, which language? This, uh, this is English from, Banyan. yeah, but it's an uh, India tree. Cool. Oh, I, I haven't even heard this word. Yeah, this is this, this new word to me. Everyone were trying to build that because this tree has special qualities, like when it has a branch yeah. in the desert, right? It will be grow a new tree. Oh, wow. so that, that's that's how the, 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 the thing is. We want to that things easy to extend. So you don't need to get rid of how to uh scale out the database right okay that's that's because observability data is not that highly qualified this is you don't need to treat that as a transaction right Ooh. this has trade-off right. so this trade-off is easier to extend easier to maintain and less to cost from what i learned from we already get the 0.5 which is not product already and we are trying to get it better and what we are learning is like one third or one fourth resource cost compared to investing. Yeah. So mm -hmm. 20%. You are only to need um, super large scale deployments. That's how this project works. I'm interested in one. Maybe next time right. I can be part of your community. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this this is a totally on the diff different field. We are we are gathering more people in state-based fields because usually currently there is only one, only two solutions. One, you are choosing Elastic Open Search. Mm -hmm. One, you have to pick a data series database. Mm -hmm. That's how you are like Prometheus or, Prometheus yeah, or, yeah. or the or something. You will have to get rid. So we are trying to unify all of this. And this is the first database is suitable for metrics, trace, logs, all of the telemetry data. Uh, they mm -hmm. have, this is a hybrid database. Actually, they have two kernels. One kernel for time series metrics, one kernel for things like logs and trace. Sure. Mm -hmm. So this, and they have a special index specifically for the trace. Mm -hmm. Trace is a very special one. Usually the, 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 the traditional data series database blocks before oh, that. I see. So we have some questions here. Mm -hmm. uh, if I deploy this to Istio and point it and point my Istio cluster to Skywalking, mm -hmm. will Skywalking see everything in my Istio cluster? Yeah. Yeah, all of the things were like the, the, the traffics, uh, the data flow, the dependency, uh, even the TLS status are out of box. You don't need to deploy anything or set any configuration. And the only thing maybe there is two choices actually. One is uh, if you don't want to open it, let's say there is a still telemetry v2 flag. Right. That's that flag. If you want that flag on, it's fine. And you can deploy in Skywalking any place you like. If you don't want to open that flag, because that flag usually has some actual payload, not high, but a little, but you want to get rid of that thing, you need deploying Skywalking in the same cluster of your Istio, because we need to access the APS server to get the metadata. I see. Yeah, so so that's the only thing you, you need to done. And but that's a fixed. Yeah, that, yeah that's, that's, that's one X. Yeah, speed that's, yeah, that's yeah, the only a little. But some yeah. people are very concerned about yeah. that's actual payload. So take that. And then the next question, very good uh, question, by the way, for Daniel. The next question from our friend Emin here mm -hmm. is, can we track SQL query statements and parameters? Uh, yes, uh, I skip that. And then we can back to that because, because we have the trace. So we have the virtual database. So that kind of tra tracking circle is from 
choose a two kind of things. Mm -hmm. One, if you have the trace, let's say you have the one of the trace, let's say whether there's one to access the database. Yeah. So you have your data. Wow. And most basically, some people want even more about parameter. Okay. There's an option. It just means you collect more data because there is question mark. People want to ask which values, values is this question mark. Uh, we can have that. So is this something I have to change in my Java code? No. But, so you you can intercept the query to the we database? We intercept most of the JDBC uh, driver. Oh. Oh, so okay. once you use any JDBC driver to access the database, you will have that. Uh, OK, so you're not looking at the write-ahead log no. for the database. You're looking at the client communication mm -hmm. yeah, to the that, that's, that's one set. We can get to your side, <laughs> get to your side later. So this is one. Mm -hmm. And let's say the two is about the other kind of circle. Because this is from the database angle. So this is uh, how the client side access the server side. Mm -hmm. We collect all of the data, get all of the metrics you need, and we set statistic to say this circle you are, you are running is slow from client side perspective. Yeah, that's you can get statistic rather than check the data one by one. Amazing. Yeah. And there's another thing you mentioned about how about if we want to check the server side. Right. And there is a thing. This is actually monitoring, let's say, because we have the MySQL, you can have the Postgre. That's that's the same. So you can have the metrics because we are inspiring that thing from. Uh, Prometheus endpoints because you can have anything in the Prometheus to open telemetry than to us. We can have Prometheus, Prometheus, oh, okay, yeah, 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 and uh, open open telemetry, telegraph, Dabix, oh, wow, any database you want, you can ship that through open telemetry if you want, or ship that directly to our ads. And then we have we are not have slow, but actually there's a slow statement. Which is monitoring the database side statistic. So once you open database side statistic, it will collect, report the data to our sites. And you you have client side, server side, or any request SQL if you like that. Wow. So so that's if you want the, the, the database or anything, then that, that, that's how it works. So that's amazing. Now Everything we just, by the way, somebody just said, mm -hmm. this is coming close to Dynatrace. And I agree. And it is all open source. Yeah, so mm -hmm. there's a difference there, which is that you can run this completely yeah. by yourself for free mm -hmm. forever. Yeah. Or you can pay and, you know, arguably should pay yeah. rate to help you a little bit. But uh, this is really great. But a lot of, we, all, all these really great questions, most of the ones that we just got at the end uh, concern databases. Databases are super important. So maybe we can talk to mm -hmm. uh, just to hear about what yeah. she's working on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you are in the at the heart of the discussion around databases, and you have a project called. Uh, you want to? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah I can reach that to you. So be careful. Uh, keep yeah. the water far away from the expensive laptop. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it's it's also yeah. You're going to show us Apache. Uh, yes. Uh, sharding, sharding sphere. Sharding sphere. Yes. Sharding sphere. 
Ooh. Lots of people using it. Yes. Wow. If I get to the main page, maybe this one. This is on GitHub. Yeah, yeah. Maybe search the repositories. Although even that's a lot big. Right, that's okay. Let me search it. Sharding, Sphere. Yes, this one. Okay. Yeah, so sharing to be here actually it's has open source for over six years wow yeah and um, it have a very active community six thousand forks yes fifteen thousand stars wow yes. yeah it's a big one because that's why we call this sphere we at the beginning we just provide the data sharing feature to this project it's the main feature of this project but gradually found that um, people have a lot of the expectation on this project is especially how, how do the data encryption the security feature or how do I do the SQL load balancing stuff yeah uh, oh, that's why we just uh, rename it at the sharing sphere I see yeah so um, actually uh, I will give the demo show to how to, uh, to how to use it yeah it's it's a big one and if someone want to know more about this project especially because today we have no enough time but if you want to know, know more about is practical stuff you can cool. see here that's the download that's the that's our community you have a book right yeah you, you have, have a ebook yes. or for today <laughs> yes there is it's a book actually here it's it's a book we have the paper and we have the book on the Amazon, but for the open source part, uh, open source part, you can just watch a lot of the video or see what read some of the oh, article wow. here. Yes, so there are so many the practical article or just the, the theory or mechanism of stuff. So you can see here. And um, uh, actually today I, I can give a demo shot around this one. Yes, yes. Okay. So it's the um, commercial one, but don't worry about that part. Actually, the open source one, the the usage and the deploy way is very is the same as the open source one. So no worry about that part. So here, why I use this video because um, maybe make it full screen. Oh yes. Yeah, so I, I want to use this video because at the beginning part, I want to just to, to, to tell our guys that what's the architecture of this project, because when people just talk about the data sharing, it's a little bit of tech. I mean, for our users or the, um, or the open source uh, contributors, maybe they, they have no idea about some what's the real functions of this sharing Sophia and why do you this project and what's the problems I can use it to help us solve. Right. Yeah, so that, that's why these slides tell us that because at the beginning, I mean, your Postgres are so perfect. Actually, this project, it supports PostgreSQL and MySQL. SQL. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. And we, we provide um, two types of proxy specifically for PostgreSQL or for MySQL. Oh. But here I just give the PostgreSQL yes. demo. Yes, because people love PostgreSQL. Love PostgreSQL. So yes, yeah. So PostgreSQL, I mean, the, the problem we want to solve is that at the beginning, we have the simple service, right? Mm -hmm. So we have no enormous data to manage. Mm -hmm. So I guess PostgreSQL is good and it's perfect. Mm -hmm. But gradually we found that 
maybe your your service is so good, so successful, and you have the PV or TV's data to let them Postgres to help you manage. But actually here we have two new requirements for the database cluster. The first one that we hope that our querying as fast as possible, even though we have the PV's data or the cluster data, the data center. The second one that we hope that our database service, it can help us to, to handle the re-rest splitting by itself. And we don't need to talk to your primary instance and talk to your replace instance and to do the load down stuff, right? So for application or for any user, we just go over there, you can give the endpoint or give a service name and we talk to it. And I don't need to care about your clusters, the capability, right? One day it's close to its limited, so I need to skew it, I need to skew out, right? Or I hope I just talk to this service name or endpoint and it's the proxy, it's mm -hmm. the service itself to automatically to do the SQL load balance. Wow. Yeah, so that's why we want, actually in this case, we hope to use such features to help us. So for application, it's, it's like there is the stateless or just the database service and a unit and don't care about the high availability or the scaling, skill all the stuff. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't need to do the traffic management stuff. Right. That's all that the, the functions that sharing via this project can help our user to solve. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so here in this demo, that's your exist the PostgreSQL database. They have maybe a lot of the clusters or the thousands of our instance. And currently, we, you will use our uh, open source Helm charts and it will help you deploy the operator and deploy the governance center. And also that's the proxy. It's the, we call it the computing nodes because um, for our database, actually there are two layer of our distributed database system. The first one is storage. It helps you persist your data. Uh, but another part is this computing nodes. It's the, it's the, it works as a server or the endpoint for our application. And his capability is to do the computing workflow. And it will work as the proxy or work as the database server and your application just to talk to this proxy. And proxy will help you manage the SQL load balancing and the databases skewing and skew out that the, yeah. yeah that needs. So so here you use the open source Helm charts and it will help you one command deploy all the cluster here mm -hmm. and you can use the your existing PostgreSQL uh, anywhere mm -hmm. on premise or on the Kubernetes or RDS service. That's okay. Amazon RDS. Yes, okay. it's okay because just like the our proxy, we're sharing the proxy to talk to our database. That's all. That's okay. That's that. Then we can manage your RDS or your PostgreSQL. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the front end. Yeah. And so, so here uh, we. I just use the this Helm charts. It can help us to deploy the Dymo PostgreSQL cluster and the Sharding Sophia proxy. Uh, it will work as the computing nodes or working as the the, the server for or any user. So when I deploy it, and, and then I want to do the data sharding on this cluster, 
So how to do the data sharing? Because the first step, we just finished the deployment step. The second one, we will consider how to let my application talk to this, it looks like the distributed data system, how to talk to it, and let it to help me do the data sharing. So you will see here, see here, if you deploy it, and we will provide the database service for you. And if you log in sharing Sophia proxy, you found everything is very similar or almost the same as your PostgreSQL CLI is here. But here you can just, we, we just log in one of the, we call it storage nodes, but it's the, just the, your uh, PostgreSQL. Logical instance. Yes, yes. Log, it, yeah, it's, it's a physical, physical, physical instance, yeah, yeah, physical instance. So, you can see your physical instance and we log in, we check it, it's okay. It's the first one and yes. And then you can see here, we, we just uh, log in the, here we just prepare, we, we simulate that you already have an exist, existing database cluster. So mm -hmm. maybe you will create, a, you have a lot of the, the, the subtable or shards or the FIDIC table right. in your PostgreSQL, PostgreSQL itself. So here we just uh, uh, to to prepare all of your 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 table and your shards in your existing PostgreSQL instance. Mm -hmm. So like here we create the uh, DB, the sub the the, the actual DB and your the, the, the here and the table. Yes, the table. The yes, okay. yes. Because we need, we imagine that you already have such the data in your existing PostgreSQL PostgreSQL database. Okay. Here, yeah, it's the first instance, and that's the second PostgreSQL instance here. Yeah. Okay. So yes. you're gonna and do you have the same like DS zero? Oh, there. Yeah, scaling DS two. Yes. Yes. We have the first and the second. Okay. And then the first one, DS one somewhere there. Right? Yes, yes. Okay. So we just gave a look here, and you can use the open source one. And by uh, the first step, we deploy the whole cluster right here. Yeah, that's a good question. Where does the storage for all the data? Like, do you use Zookeeper to keeper to track of yeah, keep track of cluster rates? Yeah, the Zookeeper here is just to help us to manage or amend the data over a cluster because we have lots of the proxy, right? right. And if you alter something or modify something, right? We hope have to maintain the metadata. Right, right, right. Yes. And so uh, here we just uh, uh, ready to log in the proxy. Here we use the same command to logging in this this virtual database. Right. Yeah. So just uh, uh, input your password here, but you can see here the 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 port. It's our sharing Sophia proxy. Port. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so we, we log in here. This uh, virtual distributed database okay. here. The, the, the logical one. one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes, so now yeah. we're not talking to the individual yes. nodes. We're talking to the proxy facade. Yes. Thing. Yes. Okay. Yes. So we log in here. Mm. Yes. And. Oh, yeah. It says sphere X DB plus. Yes. Which yeah. is and now we will create the sharding table here. Uh, the original. There's no number there. Yes. Just, yes. Just the logic. Okay. The logic one. Logical table. Yeah, logical table. Logical database created. And then we have this in, because it's our application talks with the proxy. Mm -hmm. So for the application, you think there is only one single, yes, yeah, single database here. And then 
second half of this one. And then we, okay. And, okay. And then we will use this, this it's the distributed SQL right. because well, our application talked to all of the database by SQL. But for sure, Sophia, now we know that we, we want this virtual cluster, it's a virtual database cluster to help us do the data sharding, right. right? So then we need to use the distributed SQL, it's a SQL dialect, right. to tell the sharding Sophia policy, hey, could you help me to create a, a, the sharding table, right? Could you help me to do the data sharding? Right. And here we use this distributed SQL, we light or proxy to connect to our database right. or Postgres database. So you can see here, uh, that's all of your information, the, your PostgreSQL instance here. Right. So therefore, our sharing Sophia proxy can know, oh, there's a two PostgreSQL instance or two storage nodes for me to talk with and for me to manage. Then I can use your existing PostgreSQL to do the data sharding among the different the PostgreSQL instance. So by using this distributed SQL, we let our sharding Sophia proxy talk to our storage nodes, our RDS, or your existing PostgreSQL instance. Yeah, and then you can see here, we just uh, use some of the distributed SQL and it will show your all the command data in the whole database cluster. So what is the command? But, like oh, minus sorry. D, yes. minus D or something? The, the command, it's, I'm sorry, you know. You got health checks. So that's actually a good question. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. if I was trying to instrument this with Skywalking, mm -hmm. would I instrument the virtual one or would I instrument individual? It's, it's, a, it's a good question. It's, 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 yeah, yeah. We, we talked and we have some challenge work. It's like in the first time of instrumentation for application like Spring, it's instrumented by the logic. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Because actually, you are using the logical SQL to access a logical database. Right. So, if you are having all of these things, because that thing she is demonstrating is have two modes. One is in proxy, is one is on Java sites. Mm -hmm. If you are running purely like a library, because this can run in library in the Java sites, right. we can get all. We can get the Epic. logic, mm -hmm. sharding logic physical circle to the yeah. physical database. We right. can have that. And that I think that's that's the part. Yeah, can we work. can get the the uh, the service I mean the, the traffic flow from the application to sharing Sophia proxy to your yeah. by can database. Right? Yeah, we can have that. Yeah, wow. It's flow. It's No secrets. Okay, good. Okay. All right. So so the next one the next one. Oh, the next oh, part. Cool. Oh, we just use this show database resources, and that will show us the information of your database. And then the next part that we want to create a sharding table because mm -hmm. you know that a logic table actually it's made up of a lot of actual table, or we call it shards or subtable uh, among your all of the PostgreSQL instance. So here we just ran this distribute SQL, create sharding table, and we name it T order, and we define that we will use the range sharding algorithm 
into shard this oh. table. <clears throat> yeah, because we can use the, the mod or hash or the range, all of the strategy. I was gonna say, can you provide like a key? Can I, yes. can I specify a column that I want to yeah, use this shard? Here, this one. Key, the wow, big one, yes. So cool. That sharding column, the sharding key. So we define everything in Digital SQL. Like I can do by by province or state, maybe, or I could do by city or by Yes. Oh exactly. that is so cool. Yeah, but yes. You, you will face you will face group visits because actually you can run group visits for sure. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's that's also there, 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 as far as I know that there, there is a embedded Groovy engine is there. So if the provided native uh, algorithm is not suitable, oh, you see. can write oh, all yeah. of that to to because Skyward can use to try that to see how to make Skywalking Postgre integration mm -hmm. to works with uh, distributes or nice. like Postgre mm -hmm. in a large scale. Yeah. Well, still, this is having a sharding key is already eighty percent of my use cases. You know. Yeah, it should be. That's really useful already. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Wow, yeah. so cool. Yeah. So actually, a sharding sphere provide a lot of uh, build in the strategy, um, the the sharding strategy for you. Mm -hmm. So you just can use the the, the distribute SQL to tell sharding sphere and uh, what strategy or algorithm you want to shard and what the table name, what the sharding key, all this stuff. And then you can care about the, the details, yeah. details, and we will help you do everything. And this is a reminder, dear audience, <clears throat> of the importance of choosing a good a good key. Yeah. Database. This yeah. is an important design decision. Yeah. Must make good choices upfront. Yeah. Later yeah. Because the sharding key is like the primary key, right? Mm -hmm. How do I share your data, right? So the the primary key, yeah, like you said, is very important. Super for, important. Yes, for any users consider. Uh, and the next one, uh, we, we just uh, ran this SQL that creates the, the sharding table rule that defined how to share your table, how to share your data. And then here, uh, this video actually tell a lot of details and how to uh, understand this distributed SQL. But we will emphasize the sharding key here and sharding the algorithm, all that stuff. And then, wow. yes. Okay, that's uh, actually, uh, then we can just do, yeah, and then we will define another one. It's that how to you define your SQL, your columns for a table, all that stuff. Is it just a regular PostgreSQL? Mm -hmm. So you can just run any of the common, the PostgreSQL here. So the first distribute SQL help you define how to share your table, right? And second, SQL help you define what's the description of your SQL, the, okay. the column, right? And you all of the here and the primary key, that stuff. And when you run into all stuff, then Sharding Sophia will help you create your different, the shards, we call the shards, but it's just the, the sub table right. or partitions of your logic table among your all of the PostgreSQL instance. But here we can just we just have two. So they will distribute your table and data in two PostgreSQL instance. And now we will uh, try this in example SQL because we want to insert right at the beginning you have no data here. So we just insert to this logic table here. Right. Yeah. And then 
should be divided by oh yeah it will get because from the proxy for for any user it thinks they're just a single table right but they're running a load yes yes so i will show you the existed data in different the postgreal instance here so from the uh, the logical perspective they're just a single table and they will help you get the charts and the merge the data uh, into here, so you will from from our customer or from our application, you will get the final results. You just think that there is a single table and single database, but actually, actually, if you all right, so that that's also ran some of the SQL because here, because the sharding sphere it have like we said have the metadata of your distributed system. So if you run this sharding table notes, it will help you. It will tell you that's your table distribution status. So you can see here, this is the logical table we call it T order, but actually it's made up the following actual tables what? among your PostgreSQL instance. So you can just here, you can manage it here and then Yes, and okay, let me try. Okay, yes. So when I do a query, is it mm -hmm. running the query across three different nodes and then yes. aggregating it back? Yes, it will aggregate uh -huh. back. But actually, I want to show. So don't do select all. Yes. Don't yes. do select all. That's the. <laughs> yeah, that's just not good for any large scale no, database. Yeah. <laughs> If you have enough data where you need this system, you know mm -hmm. never to do select all. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the following, the following, the the parts. Maybe there's no the details for your uh, PostgreSQL instance, but I want to say that currently, if now you log out certain specific processing and log in your RDS, you have found that each of your RDS instance just a processes partition of your data. Right. One third. Yeah. Or... Yes. Like the the picture shows here. I'm mm -hmm. Sorry. Feature shows here. You found if you logging into that, you found you that your actual database just to have the subtables and and the mm -hmm. partitions of your data. Amazing. Yes. Uh, Very cool. Yes. I mean, uh, because because this demo it show a lot of stuff. We have the data sharding. We also can help you automatically skewing and skew out. So if and or people's interested in this project, or you can just watch this video later on, and it will give you the all of the details about for today's talk. Okay, can yes. you send me a link to that, and I'll yeah, put it sure, in the sure. chat yeah, for the audience here. Yes. Which one I can yes, here? Can yeah. I go here? Uh, yeah. Put it Maybe in the top. Yeah. Okay. One? And I will grab this here. Copy, paste. Copy and paste for the audience here. Copy, link address, paste. Yes. I think that's live. Yes. I, I just put it in the private chat. Yeah, yeah. So dumb. <laughs> um, so dumb. Here we go. Yeah, so today we just introduced the data sharding part, but actually it can also automatically help you to um, distribute your traffic, your queries to different replicas and the primary ones. So it, you can use it just like the, the database in gateway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it can help you uh, distribute your transaction to different replicas. That means your whole database cluster can have the high throughput. 
That's amazing. Yes. Thank you so much for this. I, I, I think people probably got a very good idea of some amazing technologies happening uh, at Apache around big data. Mm -hmm. It is the home of big data yeah. and uh, distribution, right? Um, I remember there's another project in Apache for building a SQL. Basically, you, you, given, you can use a SQL grammar on top of a pluggable engine. Mm -hmm. What is it? Yes, this. There's a calcite. Yeah. No, Ignite. Is that it? I forget which one. A calcite? What is oh, calcite? Calcite, it's, it's like the SQL query engine. Right. It's it, 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 same here. It's, a, it's not focused on data sharding. Right. It's, just, it's pluggable. You, yeah. you write the back end. Yes, yes. Yeah. You prepare the back end to the storage. Right. And for the calcite, cal it provides you the, 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 the logic. The database, right? But the uh, the key point, uh, the main feature of that project is the focus on how to do the SQL optimization. Stuff. Right, right. Yes. And then Ignite is the distributed use grid, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, this is all really, really cool. I I appreciate both of you taking the time. Thanks everybody for uh, for joining us today. Where if, are you two on the internet? Yeah. If you are on the internet, do you want to be found? And if you want to be found, uh, where can people find you? Yeah, I think the common place I would be found is, is on Twitter, uh, X. So you, if you want that, uh, I think Josh already posted. Uh, I, I have not. Uh, what is your, oh, I didn't. I posted on Twitter. But yeah, it's on Twitter. And, uh, can you spell out your Twitter handle? Oh, I, yes. can, I, can, I can show it. Yeah. Here, oh, let me. Your Twitter, right? Oh, yeah, Twitter. I, I okay, this I can, one maybe. Uh, so yeah, you you can yeah it's, uh, yeah it's, you can find me here and so it's uh, w u s h e n g uh eleven zero eight yes okay so my twist my just it's it's mine and Tristan zero everything from zero so it's Tristan T R I S T A Z E R O all right everybody thank you. Thank you very much, my friends. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, it's great to join you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Bye, everybody. See Bye. you next time. See you next time. A Beautiful Podcast is produced by me, Josh Long. I do these podcasts because I believe that everything we do in software is for and made better by people. I want to hear from you. I'm josh at joshlong.com by email or at S-T-A-R-B-U-X-M-A-N on Twitter, where, of course, my direct messages are wide open. Do you have guest ideas, topic suggestions, feedback? Don't hesitate to reach out. If you like the show, then please consider rating it on iTunes and leaving a review, uh, as it really helps the show. I sampled music from Steve Combs's Them from Morning and Springtime and Steve Combs's Small Victory, both of which are licensed under a Creative Commons license. I'm trying to hire production assistants to make the production of this podcast easier. I want to make sure that we can add things like show notes and transcripts and, and just generally do more. If you would like to advertise on the show, then please reach out to me. Uh, and if you can't uh, or don't want to advertise but would like to otherwise support the show, then please consider supporting me at patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Josh Long for as low as $4 a month. Thanks again. No harm came to any seasons in the making of this podcast.